The African sleeping sickness is caused by microscopic parasites of the species Trypanosoma bruchii. It is transmitted by the Tsetse fly. These Tsetse flies feed on blood, and when they grab a meal from a human, it can unleash these parasites into that individual. The disease then takes action by first invading the peripheral nervous system of its host, and soon after passes the blood-brain barrier to complete more neurological damage. When the infection has passed through the blood-brain barrier, it begins to travel within the central nervous system. The cell has then reached the second stage. So getting bit by a Tsetse fly doesn't turn you into a superhero, but instead it hijacks your nervous system. The Tsetse fly is, is found only in rural parts of Africa, and it can affect anybody who has been bitten by a Tsetse fly and contracted the parasite linked to the sleeping sickness. The largest research question surrounding the African sleeping sickness has to do with how this large cell can pass through the, bl the blood-brain barrier, which is the main filtering system between the brain and capillaries. Experimenters found that the passage of the microbe likely has something to do with calcium channels. These cells depend largely on the presence of cysteine proteins to break through the blood-brain barrier. Cysteine proteins are enzymes that degrade proteins. These, com these complexes likely are the structures that recruit these calcium ions, and the signals and responses that these proteases send have yet to be fully clarified. However, however, they are very important target locations for antibiotic treatment. The white matter is the deeper tissue parts of the brain. This part of the brain is described to be primarily composed of the axons of neurons, which function to send electrical signals from one neuron to the next. The function of the axon gives the disease reason to attack them. The disease, the disease is able to produce its devastating effects because it, is, it takes control of the neurons, specifically the electrical output portion of the neurons. Want to break from the ads? If you tap now to watch a short video, you'll receive 30 minutes of ad-free music. Yes, really. If you tap now to watch a short video, you'll receive 30 minutes of ad-free music. Symptoms occur one to three weeks after the Tsetse fly bite. The disease then acts quickly, leaving its host, host with symptoms of fever, tremors, swollen lymph nodes, sleep disturbances, and speech problems within the first two weeks of infection. Following weeks lead to neurological deterior deterioration, ending in coma and soon after death. An untreated case can expect the disease to become fatal within a few months. When left untreated, the mortality rate of African sleeping sickness is close to 100%. It is estimated that 50,000 to 500,000 people 
die from this disease every year. If the infection is treated during the early stage, recovery is possible in most patients. However, if the patient has stage 2 of the disease, the central nervous system involvement is usually fatal. Today, the cure rate with the drug melarsoprol is more than 90% as long as the disease is not too far along. There is no way to prevent getting this disease besides avoiding dense populations of these flies. Living in these areas, your best option is bug nets, insect repellent, and locking your door at night. Sleeping sickness is quite difficult to treat because of the limitations on available antibiotics. The antibiotics are quite toxic and complicated to begin with. Only four drugs have been approved for treatment. When a patient is showing early signs of the infection, they are put under neurological watch and attempts to spare the patient from the brutality of central, central nervous system invasion by the microbe. In the 1920s, African sleeping sickness was considered an epidemic, with tsetse flies putting millions of people at risk in 36 African countries. This is my proposal to hunt down tsetse flies and put them to rest. Thank you.